Hello, tonight's video is on home alone, home intruders, and even creepy late night visitors. I hope you enjoy the longer videos, as I plan to do them going forward, unless it's an off topic where there's not as much stories out there. Please hit that like button if it applies, and sit back, relax, and enjoy. Way back in my mid-twenties, I was going through a divorce. I pretty much lost everything except for my futon and a TV. I had no bed, so I slept downstairs on the futon in a pretty much empty two-story house. Living alone, I was always very thorough in locking up at night, checked all the windows and made sure the doors were locked. Well, one night, while I was sleeping on my futon, I woke to what I thought was footsteps on my stairs. That's when I woke up a little bit more and focused on the sound. It was someone creeping down my stairs. At that moment, I went to hop up and grab my baseball bat. But right then, I felt that I couldn't move. Sleep paralysis. I was fully awake but couldn't move. I could hear someone reaching the bottom of the stairs and start walking towards the living room where I was laying. The way I was laying, I couldn't see the doorway, but I could hear them step inside the room and then stop. By now, I was panicking, trying to move or yell or do anything to defend myself. Then I heard footsteps leave the room and walk into the kitchen towards the back door. Then silence. Slowly, I am able to fully start to move. I sat up, heart racing, listening intently. Nothing. So I must have been dreaming. I was still shook from this, thinking that someone was in my house, so I decided to get up and get a drink. When I reached the kitchen, I froze. The back door was wide open. I grabbed a kitchen knife and closed the back door and once again locked it. I searched the rest of the house but didn't find anyone. Needless to say, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. I bought deadbolts the next day. Nothing like that has happened since. I live with my partner in a city of about 80,000 people. We were super lucky to find a fairly cheap apartment after his parents kicked us out. That's another story. Anyways, he worked the night shift while I worked the day shift. So I was awake for a few hours, then off to bed. In this time, I would go home, take a shower, spend some time with him cuddling before I woke him up for work. Then I would just watch some TV or play video games before bed. This was fine until we went and walked around our building. This is when I found handprints. It was nine apartments in an L shape. One was by itself, a little bigger, more like an office building. I think they used to be models, is what we were told by the front office. The four were in line, another four were in another. We were in the first apartment next to the separated one, so there was an alleyway type place between. I distinctly remember a night where it was raining and I loved the sound so I cracked a window a couple inches while I played Minecraft. We had a sheet over our window since we hadn't put up a curtain yet so I couldn't see out and people couldn't see in. I started feeling an overwhelming sense of fear and like I very much wanted to stay away from the window but decided to close it and keep the lights on. I didn't look out at this time but I closed it without putting my hands behind the sheet. If there was something there, I didn't want them to know that I was a small female alone at the time. We only saw handprints because they were muddy. 
That meant someone was outside while it was raining. They were placed as if they were peeking inside, and there was another set on the separate building, like someone was playing lookout. I kept the window closed and locked from then on. When I talked to the people at our apartment complex, they said they didn't want to do anything. We informed the police too, but all they said they could do was patrol more often on our street. I'm not sure if this counts as a close encounter or just a coincidence. It was just a few days after when we went there and saw them, and it hadn't rained after that first night. Just found this subreddit, and I've had a great time reading everyone's posts. Some crazy and creepy shit happening to people reminded me of a few stories. I'm a 35-year-old male, and this is a true story that happened to me around the age of 10. Still makes me feel uneasy. My parents were out of town, and my brother, who was 5 years older than me, was supposed to be home watching me. Yeah, that didn't happen. So he's out doing God knows what, while I'm home alone watching TV in the basement. There are two windows in the living room of the basement. It probably didn't help that I was watching America's Most Wanted and freaking myself out. Suddenly, I hear the gate in the backyard open, which is very near me in the house. I think, that's odd. Why is my brother coming around the back? This is long before cell phones, by the way, so I can't text him to see what's going on. I see these massive feet, huge boots, slowly walking by the first window closest to me. I immediately feel uneasy. I turn off the TV so I can hear and see better. My heart is pounding. I hear someone move along the side of my backyard, and now I see the same massive feet in the second window. They pause. I'm terrified. I wonder if my brother is pranking me, but I'm too scared to be mad, and the feet seem way too big. The boots keep moving. I don't do or say anything because I'm frozen with fear. I now hear someone coming down the basement steps towards the basement door next to me. I hear it rattle the knob, but the door is locked. Suddenly, I pound on the door. I'm so freaked out, but laying there silently. A few seconds go by and it's quiet. Then I hear the footsteps going up the stairs. I know this guy is still in my backyard somewhere, but I don't know what to do. I hear the footsteps going up another set of steps towards the upstairs back door. Same thing again, rattling the knob and banging. Then steps coming down the side of the house, closest to me. This part is the freakiest. The boots stop at the closest window to me, and I see his knees bend, crouch down and look in the window. I was so scared I threw the blanket over my whole body, just hoping to disappear. It was quiet for some time, and I didn't dare move. I was certain that he was looking at me from above and felt this uncanny feeling of being watched. Moments later, I heard the gate shut and he was gone. I have no idea what would have happened if one of those doors was unlocked. Also, I'm still pissed at my asshole brother for leaving me alone that night. Okay, this happened in 2016 when I was 17 years old. First year college student in film school. Now I'm 22 and my name is Julia. I lived alone in my first ever apartment. It was really small but I was really proud of my independence. I never felt unsafe in this apartment for several reasons. There were multiple gates in the residence that needed to be opened through a code only people who lived there knew. My door had three different locks 
and it was right next to the university. Most people that lived in the neighborhood were college students. Nothing bad ever happened in the neighborhood before. I've always been careful about locking the doors whenever I leave my home. I always check twice. So this one time, I leave to go to class and lock my door. But for some reason, I couldn't get the key out. It was completely stuck. So I went to the caretaker of the building to help me get it. But he wasn't there. And I was late for class. So I went to class with the key still in the lock. I took off the keychain first. So it's not too noticeable. When I got home, the caretaker was back. So he came to help me. We couldn't get it out for 15 minutes. Until somehow he did. He told me that the lock was damaged, but I didn't necessarily need to change it if I only locked it once instead of twice. I just said okay, and that was the end of it. I really wasn't worried because of how safe the building was. Flash forward two months later, I'm taking out the trash one night at 11pm while on the phone with my sister. I remember telling her that I was taking out the trash, then that I would take a shower afterwards before heading to a party. As I said, I always lock the door, even to take out the trash. Because of my lock being damaged, I only locked it once. When I got back to my apartment, I found the door unlocked, which immediately alarmed me. So I went into my apartment and locked the door immediately. When you walk into my apartment, which is just 215 square feet, you have the main room in front of you and the bathroom door immediately to your left. I had left the bathroom door slightly open, enough so you could see a man in my shower turning his back to me. Naturally, when I saw this, I tried to open the door and leave as fast as possible. Except my main lock was damaged from two months earlier, and I couldn't get it open, no matter how hard I tried. In this moment, all I could think of was the fact that I had to leave as fast as possible. I jumped out the window without really thinking. I figured it was the only solution. Except, I lived on the second floor. I completely smashed my ankles on the landing. I started running whichever way I could. And when I got a little further from the building, I looked back and the man was there, at my window, watching me run away. I thought of two possible outcomes. Either this man was going to jump down and chase me, and I wouldn't get far with my twisted ankles. Or he would just get scared of the height and being locked in my apartment. Thankfully, he picked option two. I went and hid in a bush a little further and called the police, who arrived in just about 10 minutes, because I lived close to the station. They pushed my door open, and the man was just sitting there on my couch, holding the kitchen knife, waiting for me to come back, like he didn't think I was going to call the police. They arrested the guy, and later told me that he had already been arrested for sexual assault, rape, attempted kidnapping, and attempted murder. They also told me how everything had happened. Like I said, it was a friendly neighborhood with mostly college students. So he got inside the building by other people holding the door open for him. He then heard me telling my sister that I was going to take a shower, which is why he was waiting for me in the bathroom. He picked my lock while I was taking off the trash. He had apparently noticed me on the school campus and followed me to my house several times before succeeding to actually come in. I don't live there anymore, but after that, to get into the building, we need identifications proving that we live there. Building IDs were created, and he had to scan them every time. It was the only way to go inside the building. Nothing bad ever happened in the neighborhood after that. It's back to being very peaceful and friendly. When I was little, around 4 years old, I lived in Okinawa, Japan with my Japanese mother and my American father 
who at the time was stationed at one of the military bases on the island. We lived off base in a house, and things were great. Before I get into the story, let me give you a little background information. Before I was born, my mother was dealing with a Yakuza for some time and ended up owing them money. She managed to get out of the situation without paying them when she got with my Marine father and the Yakuza never would hurt Americans, so my mother knew that she would be safe as long as she was with him and on the military base. I have no idea why we lived off the base at the time when I was born, but we did. So one evening, I was in my room upstairs playing when my mother comes in, frantically shutting the door behind her, locking it, and turning off all the lights. She tells me to be quiet when I ask her what the matter was and scoots next to me. I can hear her silently crying. My father was at work at the time of the incident. My mother and I heard the front door slam and then footsteps walking up the stairs. We see the silhouette of a person walking down the hallway from the light peeking from underneath my bedroom door. My mother, who was panicking like crazy and praying in her mother tongue, gets a hanger to use for a weapon. At this point, I'm crying like crazy. The doorknob starts to jiggle and jiggle and jiggle until it stops. We believe they're gone now, but we did not dare to leave until the police came. And that's all I remember. As an adult now, it took me years to put the story together. My mom still denies it like she does when I ask her about certain parts of her past. My dad doesn't even bother answering the question and just disregards it. I know what happened, and even if it wasn't the Yakuza, someone other than my father came into my house and tried to get in my room. Thankfully, they didn't. I'm male. At the time I was 14 and enrolled in high school. My mom worked at a nearby apartment complex as a manager, so she would pick me up from school at 2.40, bring me home, instead of me riding the bus for hours. The day was completely normal so far. She picks me up from school and brings me home. No more than 10 minutes after I'm home, a black car pulls up in the driveway. I then hear a loud knock on the door. I look through the glass of the front door and I can clearly see a man wearing a hoodie in the summer laying on the ground in front of my door. I guess he assumed that he was completely obscured because my mom had a reef on the door and the space between the window and the bottom of the door was wide enough that someone could probably assume I couldn't see them. While I saw him, I ran and grabbed the house phone and called the police from the kitchen where I could see the car. I had a machete. I was a teenager that thought swords and stuff were cool. Don't judge me. I waited around the corner of the door while still on the phone with the police. At this point, the man knocks again, so I took matters in my own hand. I yelled as loud as I can, Leave now or I'll fucking kill you. I had a pretty deep voice for my age, so I guess he thought I was a full-grown man. This man got up and hauled ass like an Olympic sprinter. So, about three minutes or so pass, and the police get to my house. We had no cameras or anything, so there's really nothing to go off to pursue this person. The cops pretty much tell me that I handled the situation pretty well, and the laws about self-defense. The man never returns, and that's the end of my story. I've looked back on it a lot over the years, and this man almost certainly wanted to rob us. What's most creepy about this to me is that he most likely scoped it out, 
saw that we were just a teenage boy and a single mother, went through the trouble of learning our routines, and waited for what he thought was the ideal moment to rob us. We bought a handgun because of this, so I never really lost sleep over it, because I knew if he came back, that I had a surprise for him. Shitty burglar, that's not me. This is something that happened to my family and I in 2007 or so. I was 10 years old then. My parents' house is quite big. It has two floors and is situated in a residential neighborhood just outside of the big city. It's an upper class, very chill and incredibly boring neighborhood, but pretty safe. One night before going to bed, my dad went to go check if the front door is locked, but must have been very tired that night because instead of locking it, he unlocked it. At the time, my grandmother was living with us, and her bedroom was the one on the ground floor. My sister and I, as well as my parents, had our bedrooms upstairs. As you walk through the front door, you step into the hallway, which leads to my grandmother's bedroom on the left, and also the kitchen next to it. If you make a right, you walk into the living room, where you can go upstairs onto the other floors. To get into the living room, you have to take a big step downwards, like you go down a stairs, but there's only one step. In the middle of the night, my grandmother hears a loud bang. She gets out of her bedroom and looks around to see what happened. No one else heard this. At first, she couldn't see much because the only source of light was the moonlight shining through the windows. The light switch was all the way across the living room, right next to the staircase, so she had to walk through the living room to turn the lights on. For some reason, she didn't turn the lights on and decided to walk up to the couch that was in our living room because she could see someone laying on it, but she couldn't figure out who it was. She thought my mom must have been in an argument with my dad, and she came downstairs to sleep on the couch. It wasn't my mom. It was a stranger. The loud bang she heard was the person falling off the step that landed onto the living room floor. You wouldn't expect it being there. You would just think that it was flat ground, so they fell pretty bad. It just didn't cross her mind that it could be someone who broke into our home. Who breaks into someone's house and decides to sleep on the couch? It's so random. So my grandma goes up to the person, touches them gently, and asks them what's going on. Why is she sleeping there and not in her room? Thinking that it was her daughter, my mom. The intruder is a woman around her 50s. She mumbled some random words, and my grandmother realized immediately that the woman trying to sleep on the couch wasn't my mom. She also reeked of alcohol. At this point, she goes upstairs to my parents' bedroom and tells them that there's a stranger sleeping on the couch in the living room. My parents freak out, and my dad proceeds to take his sword off the wall. My mom was hanging on my dad from behind as he slowly walked downstairs with the sword in his hands. He tapped the woman with the sword while she was still laying there. She was drunk out of her mind. He started shouting at her, asking what she was doing in her house. She was barefoot, and it was wintertime, so she must have walked through snow without shoes. At this point, my dad realizes that it's just a homeless person seeking shelter as it's very cold outside, and she wasn't properly dressed for it. She was so scared and was begging my dad not to hurt her. They eventually called the police, and they took her with them. I don't know what happened to her after that, if she was arrested or not, but I never saw her again. My sister and I slept through this mess, which is a bit concerning, and our parents told us what happened the next morning. 
It was a bit unnerving thinking that if my grandma wouldn't have heard the loud bang, who knows what this woman would have done while we were all sleeping. So when I was younger, middle school, I had just came home from school. I ate, studied, and then had to go to my English class. I'm Greek, so English is my second language. Before I left, I removed my bed sheets and prepared a new set for when I came back and changed my clothes. I had left my new bed sheets and old clothes on my bed. When I left, there was no one home, and until we came back, no one had been in the house. So we returned, and I go into my room, only to find out that all my clothes and bed sheets were gone. At first, I just thought maybe I didn't remember correctly, and I had put them in the laundry. So I checked, and they weren't there, nor were my bed sheets. We checked the house for days and couldn't find a trace of them. We ruled out the possibility of a thief because my PSP was on my desk in plain sight and it was still there when I returned and nothing else was missing. Flash forward a couple of weeks, my mom discovers that a set of her bed sheets are missing too. Again, same deal. It was there and then it wasn't. So to this day, we still don't know what happened or found those clothes. Not very creepy, but it's very weird and puzzling. When my daughter was an infant a few years ago, I was home alone with her during the day. Our dogs were outside and my daughter and I were in the dining room, which led to the living room where the front door was located. The doorbell rang and my instincts told me to grab my daughter out of her high chair and hit the ground so whoever was at the front door couldn't see us if they hadn't already. This was a weird reaction because we live in the city and pretty frequently had people knock on our door soliciting or for deliveries, but I never had such a visceral reaction to the doorbell before. I've learned through this experience to trust my instincts, even if it seems ridiculous at the moment. So I grabbed her and hit the ground, peeked around the corner real quickly. There was a normal-looking middle-aged man at the door. He didn't look scary, but I had alarm bells going off in my head and decided to stay put. He rang the doorbells a few more times, then knocked, then started pounding on the door really loudly. He then started trying the doorknob. I grabbed my phone out of my pocket and started dialing 911. Just before I could hit the call button, my dog started going bananas in the backyard, and he turned and ran off. I was shaking but didn't report it or anything because it wasn't the best neighborhood and I didn't think I would be taken seriously. And honestly, I had an infant and didn't really want to spend the time following a report. The next day, I found out from a neighbor that the middle-aged man fitting the guy's description exactly had been all over the neighborhood the day before, breaking into houses he thought were empty. When he got to the house in the alley directly behind my house, the person was home when he rang the doorbell and he pulled a gun and forced his way in. He held the person at gunpoint and at one point he fired a shot that thankfully missed by a hair. Always, always trust your gut instincts. Edit. Yes, I do regret not filing a police report and in retrospect, absolutely should have done so. This happened yesterday. It was pretty normal as I live in a small town off the coast of Lake Michigan. 
with that normal, everything is chill here kind of vibe. We were celebrating Halloween with Trunk or Treat, where you trick or treat using the back of people's cars, and the kids were having a blast. Parents were passing out candy, and I was doing my own trunk as well with the family. After everyone went home, it was pretty dark. I got home, got ready for bed, and slept. I woke up in the middle of the night to someone knocking on my door. I was already spooked, so I checked the security cameras to find a tall man repeating trick-or-treat while swaying back and forth. I immediately called the cops, but while I was on the call, he started to repeatedly bang on the door. When the cops arrived, they found him sitting on my porch, yelling that he wanted the people inside to come out. It was just me and my brother home, but I wanted the cop to stay near us for a little while so I could feel safe. Later, I was told that this man had done this before, but they let him go with a warning because of his mental state, I guess. This time, he's going on trial because he had a knife on him and said he might have hurt us if he had to. I'm so glad I didn't open that door. I will keep you updated if anything new happens. Edit. He received charges, and as far as I know, he'll be spending time in prison. When I was 11, my grandma had a friend from work who always gave me a weird vibe. He would show up to my house right after my grandma and him got off work. Now, he lived in a different city than me, so he would have to make two trips to go home. When he showed up, he would watch my grandmother sleep for like five minutes before waking her up. The reason why I would let him in is because my grandma half asleep would just say, let him in and then she would fall back asleep. My grandma would leave the bathroom door open when she changed out of her uniform because I would be in my room when she got home or on the couch watching TV. So sometimes my grandma's friend would come in and go to the bathroom. He was weird. The main event happened when I had family out of state coming to my hometown. They were staying at my Aunt Linda's house. My Aunt Candace from out of state wanted to go fishing with my grandma. So I was home alone because they left early in the morning and I didn't feel like getting up to fish because I hate fishing. So at about 12.30, my grandma's friend shows up and doesn't leave when my grandma's car is gone. So then I think he's just being weird and he'll leave. I was sitting on the couch watching TV. Then I hear a loud bang. I live next to a highway, so I didn't think much of it. But then it happened again. I see my dog run into the laundry room, which leads to our basement and back door. I go outside to see what happened, and I see the back door that's supposed to be nailed shut, wide open. Being a child, I run to the front yard. Then I see my grandma's friend isn't in his car. I then call my cousin, and she and her kid, who was also my cousin, came over. They jump out of the car and run to the backyard. It's important to know that my cousin, who was an adult, worked with my grandma. So when she goes to the backyard and sees him, just casually walking out of my house, she says, George, why are you here? He looks startled to see her, then says, Oh, I just had to use the bathroom. My cousin followed him to his car. We looked at what he did, 
He removed the nails that nailed the door shut and then burst the bottom panel to the second door open. I assumed that was the first loud bang I heard. Then he went upstairs to go to the laundry room door. He tried to bust it down, so I think that was the second loud bang. When he was leaving, he was either giving up or going to his car to get something to make it easier. I called my grandma and she went to my Aunt Linda's house, which is where I went after he broke into my house. She stopped being friends with him and never spoke to him again. My theories are the following. 1. He heard I had family from out of state, so he thought I was with my grandma, so that no one would be home. 2. He broke in trying to steal pills from my grandmother. 3. Because of the other weird things he did, like watching my grandmother sleep, I think he was trying to steal her bra or panties. That's my story. I hope you enjoyed it and stay safe. Also, stop being friends with someone if your kid says that they watch you sleep. I'm a 30-year-old female. This happened a few weeks ago, but I've reflected and would like some advice. I was working from home while my husband was working night shift. Got a big dog chilling downstairs. He's very security aware, but not aggressive. I came downstairs around 9pm to hear, Hello? My dog is growling at the front door. Me being a stupid idiot decides to open the door a crack and peep at whoever's yelling up a fucking storm. Dog behind me. It's some weird hippie-ish looking lady. Oh, I just moved around the corner. Aren't all the neighbors horrible here? Uh, no, we love living here. Oh. At this point, a beautiful chocolate lab appears out of nowhere from behind her and barges my door open, proceeds to have a sniff and wander into my living room. And this is where I fucked up. Oh, Coco, come here, silly girl. Oh, isn't she cheeky? Uh, no worries. Come in and get her. The lady then sits her ass down in my hallway. I get the lab out of my living room. Well, here she is. What a sweet girl. For context, my dog was in love with Coco at first sight and was being very gentle. No barks. Long story short, the crazy lady would not be moved. I spent 20 minutes trying to get her out of my house. She was asking my exact age. Lots of personal stuff. I did not tell her, including my real name. I finally got her to leave my property by saying, Oh, my partner just texted me. He'll be back in five minutes. She left. I called my parents and best friend who were here in minutes. Didn't sleep well for three days. Have not seen her since. My question is, does anyone else think she was not introducing herself to new neighbors, but in fact, a burglar casing a home? I'm convinced that she was. Scary as fuck. I'm a 36-year-old male. This is many years back when I was still a young teen, around 14 years old. I remember being done with my homework and playing on my Nintendo 64 in the living room. I lived in a somewhat small apartment, which was technically a refurbished basement of a building. The front door started the living room where the TV is located. The TV faced inward, so that meant I would be facing the door at all times whenever playing video games. Anyway, when the front door moved, I noticed immediately. 
I muted the TV and crept towards the door, positioning myself right in front of it. The door started inching itself open, as if someone was trying to push it open, slowly. After a few seconds, I slammed the door shut and locked it. I heard rustling noises and some jingling sounds. It sounded like either a dog shaking itself dry with some chains on, or a person shaking a bag of keys. I was ready to push back with all my 14-year-old might. Luckily, whoever it was on the other end of the door stomped up the stairs and out the apartment main entrance. I don't know who that was or what they wanted, but I'm glad they didn't try to break in again. I feel quite lucky that nothing else came out of it, but it's still unnerving to think about. So just to clarify, I was 15 years old and home alone. I lived in a Native American reservation at the time. Shit would happen all the time, hearing things, walking at night you would see shadows, etc. The kids would call them skinwalkers, besides the point. This was during the day my mom was at work, and me, well, I dropped out of school due to a medical situation. I had a huge window in my room. I'm talking wide, took about a whole section of the wall, just enough space to fit a vanity and my TV on both sides. I was chilling, smoking weed, walking around my room. I showered at one point and changed, all while a man was sitting at a wooden post directly across from my backyard watching me. I didn't have curtains. When we first moved in, they had ugly blinds hanging up. I tore them down and put up really cool blankets. During the day, I would tie them so the light would come in. Arizona is a beautiful state, so to see the desert every morning along with the sunrise is amazing. Hours pass and my mom comes home, and we go to Taco Bell. I vividly remember being on Twitter in my room eating cheese dillas when suddenly a light in the hall went off. So I was like, okay, it's my mom. But then my door opened slightly. My mind was racing at that point. It was 9.30 at night and the lights were off in my room. The only light was my phone. I start calling my cat's names. We had three. And that's when I see him. A tall man, red baseball hat and jeans. I was going through a hard time so I had a depression pit and started screaming and throwing hangers and empty soda cans, screaming for my mom. Her room was right next to mine. She comes out and flips my light on and there's no one there. I'm telling her to call the police. There's a man in my room. My mom gets her switchblade from her room and walks through every room upstairs until we look down into the living room from our balcony. We see blankets from our guest room on the floor. Then my mom looks at me and says, stay back. Being that it was my mom, I held her hand and we end up downstairs in the office room where the window was wide open. To cut to the end, the man was arrested for breaking into another house, and when asked about me, he was ready to kidnap me and had been watching me. The neighbors called 911 because they saw him trying to get into our gated backyard. My mom saved my life. If it would have happened a few hours before, I don't know how it would have ended. This happened only 30 minutes ago. My cousin and I are working college students and spend every Friday night hanging out together to recharge for the week. We order food, watch K-dramas and K-pop videos, and so on. 
I live in the neighborhood across from her, so I never minded leaving late. Creepy things late at night only happen to other people, right? Well, tonight, I pulled into my driveway and got out of my car to grab my bags and other stuff. I only managed to grab my bags before I got the urge to look at the stretch of sidewalk that extended behind me. I looked and saw the silhouette of a man walking towards me. Mind you, it's 11.30 at night. I was alone. This man was only illuminated by a streetlight. I went into panic mode. I only had my bag in my hands, so I left everything else in my car and bolted in my open garage. I had not even locked the door to my house before I closed the garage door behind me. I made sure everything was locked and my home alarm was on before I peeked out my front window to see if he was there. Thankfully, he wasn't. What really scared me was that this man had his hands in his pocket. My mind instantly went into, if he has a knife, I'm going to die tonight. Now, I'm not really sure if my mom was making up this detail or if it really happened in the moment, but I will include it anyway. After I had closed the garage door, I heard laughing and then a light tap on my garage door like someone was knocking on it. When I got into my house, my entire family was asleep, so the laughing couldn't have been them. In my mind, it must have been him. Looking for a fully equipped self-defense keychain as we speak. This is my friend's story, with her permission as she doesn't have read it. We were arriving at my friend slash co-worker's house after work. There was five of us, with her boyfriend already at home. It was around 10 p.m. As we entered the small duplex, I locked the front door behind me, from habit. Not 30 seconds later, I made it into her bedroom, about five feet away. I hear someone trying to open the front door. I proceeded to ask her if her boyfriend was expecting someone else, and they said no. Her boyfriend went downstairs as the person outside started knocking. We look outside to see someone in a hoodie pulled all the way over where his face was obscured from the side. Her boyfriend asked the guy what he needed through the door and he answered that he was locked out of his house and needed to borrow a phone. Her boyfriend told him no and the guy says, Come on man, just open the door. We said no and to leave. There was a 24 hour gas station literally across the street. 15 minutes later I see someone peek in the living room and someone tried to get the door open. We all come to the door and yell through it, telling him to leave. He keeps saying, I don't know why you can't just open the door. Just open the door and let me use your phone. We say no, and he eventually left. While he was outnumbered, we didn't know if there was someone with him hiding, or if he had a weapon, etc. It mainly freaked me out because he was trying to open the door before knocking, This happened minutes ago. It is 12:16, and it's worth noting that I'm a very small woman, just over five foot and about 120 pounds. It's also worth noting people frequently think that I'm in my teens, despite me being much older than that. My husband Phil is in the ER right now, waiting to be transferred to a hospital. He called me and asked if I could pick him up, as they didn't know when his room would be available. I parked my car in front of the house in the street. There's no driveways or garages in our neighborhood. So I walked out with my purse and keys and got in, then realized, oops, forgot Phil's cigarettes. I bet he'll want them. 
so I locked the car and went in to grab them. Upon returning to my car, I saw a light coming up the street towards me, kind of slowly, and got this immediate thought of, get in and lock the door and don't move, so I did just that. A car with one headlight pulls up slowly next to me, so much so that I thought they were going to stop to try to talk to me, sending me into mild suspicion. I saw the silhouette of the driver turn and look at me as I crept by. They very slowly made a right turn and my gut said, do not move, so I stayed. As I pulled away, I noticed they had no license plates. Seconds later, they had circled the block and came to a slow crawl behind me again and stopped at the stop sign. I have the corner house, and the stop sign is right behind where my car is parked. They stayed for a few seconds, and then went straight. I still didn't move. Something felt sketchy. They turned around in a cul-de-sac, and stopped at the stop sign that faces the one behind me. They continued to sit there, and I could see them staring at my car, but I couldn't see their faces. Just silhouettes. I decided to call my husband, and he... Sounding much more awake now, told me, Get out and run. Get in the house and lock the deadbolt. Get my pistol. I started to open my driver's side door, and the car pulled forward a little faster than before. I pulled the door closed and locked it, and told P what happened. He told me not to hang up, and to get my ass in the house, stat. I climbed over the center console, out of the passenger door, and ran right up to my door, fumbling with my keys and lock, but managed to get it open. The car with the missing headlight was creeping so gingerly towards the house. Keep in mind, they're only across the street, so they are really close. I got inside and locked the door. I looked out the window to the side of the door and saw them speed out of there. They didn't come back as far as I could tell, but I had my curtains drawn, so I'm not so positive. I got the gut feeling that they were waiting for me to drive away so they could break in, or maybe so they could follow me. Perhaps I'm just being paranoid and they were lost, but my gut feels they weren't innocently looking for something. So, I'm home alone. My mom's out visiting family and picking up some stuff. I'm chilling, playing Animal Crossing, with my dog Ty laying on my bed, keeping me company. Ty suddenly bolts up, heckles raised, and growling which is rare for him to do. He's only done it once before. I hear someone downstairs shout, Hello. And me being stupid, I shouted back. I went downstairs to see two guys outside looking through the window, so I went and opened the door to see what they wanted, since I was expecting a package. They immediately started with, Hi, we have a warrant for the electrical meter, and it immediately fell off. So I did the only thing I could think of. I told them that I'm underage and home alone, with Ty currently watching them through the window. I said I'll call my mom, shut the door, and try to lock it, but I couldn't. The lock wouldn't turn, so I called my mom. I explained what was going on, and I barricaded the door so no one could move the handle down. After a few minutes, I managed to turn and lock the door. I went upstairs to check the cameras, and lo and behold... It showed three men standing outside the door, occasionally looking at the cameras and trying to stay hidden. At one point, you could see two of them enter the house. They quickly ran out and shut the door. This was the same time Ty went downstairs. As I kept watching the playback, I saw a van door open and shut, so I think there was four people. 
I have no idea who these men were or how they unlocked the door, and I'm never going to open the door without a weapon nearby. Three hours later, my mom comes back home and watches the footage. The man had brought a dog bar, the one that the dog pound uses, with a long bar and the snare bit on one end. She suspects that they picked the lock on the front door so it couldn't lock. Thankfully, I've watched a lot of movies and tutorials on how to barricade a door so they couldn't get in. I'm an amateur artist and I've been working on Inktober, an art challenge, most evenings this month. The challenge is to post an art piece a day, so I'm doing some of it in advance. Basically, I've got quite the setup in my dining room right now with all my materials. I've been working late into the night the past few nights. Since Friday and Saturday night, I don't have to get up for work early the next day. The dining room of my house is connected to the living room with the living room at the front of my house and the dining room in the back. My mom is getting new curtains in the living room, so currently there are no curtains on two of the windows, except for one that she was testing out, but even that is pretty sheer. My house is in suburbia, and it's on a T road, with my house on the top of the T. So there's a main road that goes horizontally by my house, and then another one that connects and goes directly vertical from my driveway, if that makes sense. We're in the center of my neighborhood, so we don't get much traffic by our house, as it's not a main road that people would use to cut through if they didn't live here. I also live across from a small park, so there isn't a lot of light out at night, other than our house lights, neighbor's lights, and a single street lamp. Anyway, Friday night I was working late on my drawings in the dining room with all the lights on as I needed to see my work. I had my laptop out and I was facing my backyard as I was watching TV while drawing. At one point in the evening, I got up and looked to the front of the house for the first time in a while only to notice a white car on the vertical road of the T, just chilling there with its lights on. After a few seconds of me looking out the window, it started moving, so I figured it was just someone stopping for a moment to figure out directions or something. The houses in my neighborhood all kind of look the same, and my friends have gone to my neighbor's house instead of mine by accident many times, so that's a pretty normal thing to have to do around here. Anyway, when I'm working late again and I get up to see what looks like the same car in the same spot, just sitting there, facing my house with its headlights on. As soon as I get up, it drives away. This is a little past midnight, so at this point, I'm feeling a bit weird and I go behind the front door, which has curtains on it. I watch for a bit, but the car doesn't come back, so I go back to work. Well, closer to 2am, I get up and the car is back, just sitting there facing my house, headlights on. Can definitely see me through the window, at least partially, if not fully. Not totally sure of the angle, as we have one curtain up and I'm in the back of the room, not the front. But I think they could see me fully, just from far away. As soon as I get up from my chair, the car drives off once again. Now I'm really freaked out and immediately shut off all the lights, check all the locks and go to bed. Gonna tell my parents about it in the morning, but yeah. I basically think that someone has been watching me draw through the window for the past two nights and I will likely be moving my art to the basement for the foreseeable future. Not sure why they would watch. I was dressed in a big shirt and leggings both nights and I have a pixie hut. 
Not even sure if they would be able to tell my gender from across the road and across two rooms like that. This is actually a true story. It just happened and I'm typing this out now because I need to process how insane it was. We had a Halloween party this year. It ran pretty late and the last few people were leaving around 3am. I was chilling out front and I do that no one knew was sweeping up cans and cigarettes everyone left outside. I live in the city so this isn't uncommon. He wasn't homeless but he was clearly down on his luck and looking for tips. I didn't have any cash but my roommate Mike ran inside to grab change for him. It ended up only being literal change. But I hung out and offered him a cigarette and chatted with him. He told me he was pretty much on his last chance. It's hard to get a job on parole. He's just doing whatever he can. He told me not too long ago, someone working at a pizza shop said that he could sweep their sidewalk and all they gave him was a quarter and a soda for his efforts. Everyone else was gone, just me and sidewalk dude. So I go out for bed. I'm still pretty hyped from the party. So I'm just laying on my bed with my phone for a while. About 30 minutes later, I hear a voice inside my house downstairs. Mike, you got that soda? I went downstairs and immediately saw that the door from our kitchen to our mudroom was closed. There's a door from the mudroom to the outside. No one ever closes the mudroom door. It's literally never closed. I went upstairs to get back up, walked to the mudroom door, and said I was going to open it and that they could just leave. Eventually, I got the courage to open it, and no one was there, but the door to the outside was wide open. I closed and locked it, went to the front door and made sure it was locked. When I jiggled the doorknob, I heard the sidewalk guy say, Still here, just sitting outside. I don't know what would have happened if I had not heard him. But the reason why this freaked me out so bad was that he said, Mike, you got that soda? After telling me the story about the shitty person asking him to sweep and only giving him a quarter and soda, when Mike had just given him change, also because he was in my house. I used to live in a trailer park during my sophomore year of college. It was a really nice city, super liberal, and hippity-dippity. My two roommates were off in class, but I took the day off school as our dishwasher took a crap. I was waiting for the repairman to show up. It was one of those ridiculous anytime before 11am and 5pm type of things. I did not want to wait a day longer as my roommates sucked at hand washing and I would have to wash them all again as I cooked most of the meals at home and we had a limited kitchen set. Anyways, I sleep until about 1045 and the alarm goes off. I probably dicked around for a few more minutes, then got in the shower, not expecting the repairman to be around until afternoon. I was butt naked and had a full head of shampoo when I hear someone knocking on the door. I start washing up as quickly as I can when I hear more aggressive knocking. Dude is waiting 5 seconds between each volley of knocks. Thinking he must have been knocking for a while and I didn't hear him because I was in the shower, I was feeling bad for making him wait. As I'm drying off and quickly putting on some clothes, I hear a very loud boom come from the door. I kind of second-guessed myself and thought, did I really just hear that? And stopped for a second. Then I hear another loud boom. 
and could definitely make out the noise of my door being forced in and opening. I thought about going into my room to retrieve any of my three guns and then realized that they were still on their cases after my last gun range day with the locks on them. I was almost smiling at the irony of all my preparations for this scenario and got caught lacking the day that it all mattered, naked and afraid. I heard someone call out, Hello? and decided to meet my maker in a t-shirt and towel wrapped around my ding-dong. I figured if there was a fight coming, maybe they would second-guess getting half-naked washed nuts rubbed all over them. I walked down the hallway and leaned out the kitchen, which has vision of the front door. My door had been smashed in alright. The wood frame was shredded. I caught a gaze of a scrawny man, about my size, 5'10", holding a sledgehammer, standing just beside the ruined door. He honestly looked just as surprised as me and says, I'm so sorry. I didn't think anyone was home. And then fucking bolts away. I'm as confused as can be, just looking at the smashed door, half naked, like an idiot. I finally throw some pants on and go outside to investigate, but it was far too late to catch this culprit. My door had two huge dents in it, but it held up. Just the frame had been beaten in and left two gashes, one where the doorknob was and one where the deadbolt was. I had suspicions that it was not a burglar, so I called my dad and asked him if a repairman he sent had just come by and explained what just happened as best I could. He said he would call me back. I get a ring from him a few minutes later while I'm seeing if I can salvage the door, and he sounds livid. The contractor they sent was mistakenly told that the job was for an asbestos test, typically what has to be done before the trailer is taken to the dump. The guy must assume that the house was vacant and let himself in after a courtesy knock and got scared when he saw I was home and ran away. The part that made my dad angry was that they tried to say that we had to pay for the damages for some smooth brain reasoning the greaseball manager came up with and ended with a see you in court from my dad. He told me to photograph everything so we can use it as evidence and he would drive over to help me fix my door as he was only about an hour drive away. It all ended with the contracting company deciding to cough up $200 instead of going to court and the cherry on top was they sent the man that beat down my door to give me the most awkward and rehearsed apology. I was reminded of the story as I drove past their office today and saw their doors were shattered and everything was gone. Hopefully they're out of business and no longer sledging doors in for a surprise asbestos test. Not quite sure how to start this, but I live in a fairly small town, but it has a huge drug problem. I live with my girlfriend and our three cats in an apartment. People continue to leave the outside doors open, despite me taking the rocks out that are holding the doors open. My girlfriend usually leaves for work about 7am and either wakes me up at 6.30 or 7. This morning I was watching TV on the couch in my underwear when I heard a light knock on the door. I thought maybe it was my girlfriend so I checked my phone but she didn't text. It was around 7.40 so she would have already been gone or I'd come home because her ride didn't show. I grabbed my firearm, Glock 19, in my holster. I checked the door. I'm not paranoid and I didn't think anything was wrong. I was just going to set it on the table by the front door. I opened the door with my right hand, the one that the firearm's in. 
and there was this man there with some packages. I asked him what's up, and he said that he had some packages. He started looking down the hall both ways, and he saw my face and the fact that I wasn't dressed, and kept saying he had packages and seemed like he wanted me to open the door more. Like I said earlier, I have three cats, and cats are curious. One tried to get out and I grabbed it with both hands and moved her back in. I guess the guy saw the gun in my hand and suddenly changed his tune. Oh sorry, wrong apartment. I got the wrong place. Even though he had been there for a few seconds and we even made eye contact a few times. One thought I had when I saw him first was, Oh delivery guy. Then I remembered, they leave all the packages by the mailbox. Super weird. 